0: Hey guys, I'm Denise and welcome to the first episode ever of Adventures of Single Momdom. I finally got around to doing this video blog that people have asked me to do and uh finally got the balls to do it because you know what? Fuck it. So first things first, what this isn't is a mommy blog. Sort of. We're not going to talk about babies. Um, we're not going to talk about little kids and things like that. It's just my life. It's it's. I happen to be a single mom, and I'm too lazy, honestly, to redo all the stuff, my Insta and my other stuff. So we're just gonna keep it that I am a single mom of a awesome 16-year-old boy named Michael, who's ride-or-die, my best friend, um, but not the type you do like, you know, drugs and cocaine with, because that's totally inappropriate. Uh, he couldn't be more opposite than me. Very, very, very smart and awesome and and cool. And you guys will get to uh, know him um, if you haven't already met him. So uh, anyway, if you want to hear about teens and dating and drinking and and some other cool ideas and and wisdom and Gen X nihilism mixed in with acerbic wit, then I think you're here. You're in the right place. So like I said, uh, I live here in Atlanta. And I am a single mom to uh, Michael, who is 16. He is awesome. Um, and I have two cats, little black cats, uh, named Inigo Montoya and Fezek Wesley. Ten points if you knew that that came from The Princess Bride, which happens to be one of my favorites. So, anyway, let's get started. Let's um, see. It's been a rough year for... Everybody collectively, right? It's like straight out of The Shining. Um, I think anybody who survived this, uh, we can pretty much brag and talk shit. Like, you know how our ancestors and our ancestors, our parents and grandparents used to say, well, I walked uphill both ways. It's like, yeah, but did you survive a pandemic? That's us. You know, I get to sit there and uh, tell my future grandchildren that like I literally survived an apocalypse go get me the damn soda um (laughs) so you know i've been working 15 months straight and i work in a hotel and it has been literally a scene out of the shining unfortunately with awful events and, and and things like that so i experienced a lot of burnout a lot a lot so much so that i think my soul is almost dead inside and you might be talking to a ghost who fucking knows? Oh, I swear. I'm not going to apologize for that. I swear in front of my kid. He doesn't swear in front of me, though. You know, boundaries and shit. Anyway, so I, uh, why digress? What was I saying? I, I work in a hotel and we've been working straight through the pandemic for 15 months. 320 hours of PTO and I am burned the F out. So about a couple months ago, 2.30 in the morning, I'm having margaritas with somebody. And that's a story for a whole nother day. And I wake up at 2.30 in the morning and decide, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Mexico. And so I bought tickets. And we went to Mexico uh, a week ago, actually. Um, which was very interesting. You know, I'm actually vaccinated, right? And I thought, you yeah, know, that's cool. I can go fly. And go do things and we get to the airport and we have to mask up and all that and don't come at me like I get that but the least you could do is since I'm vaccinated is give me like a swag bag or some shit right or move me up to the front or whatever no it didn't matter I'm like dude I literally injected myself with poison can I get like a mojito or something as I'm walking through the airport can I not stand in line with the pores just joking I am a big fan of Blue Ivy, so you're going to hear me say the pores all the time. I'm actually a broke ass, so don't come at me for that either. So anyway, what (laughs) what I was saying was that, you know, I was kind of bummed out. There's like no perks other than, you know, not dying, but other than that, whatever. And so we get to Mexico. Mexico's cool. It's hot as hell. And one thing that I noticed when we went to Mexico was that... Um, the availability of drugs, right? And we were just chilling on the beach, and people would just come up, and they're like, "Do you want the cocaine, the marijuana, the Molly?" And I'd be like, "What fresh hell? There's cops right there!" Like, have you never watched Locked Up Abroad? I'm not made for this shit. Yes, I talk Spanish. But do I look like I could survive even the booking process and a foreign jail? I can't even do county in my own state. I'm not made for this shit. So I'm like ignoring people. And then it dawns on me right after like the fourth or fifth time that, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am a child of the 80s. This is the moment I've been waiting for. This is what I tell my son. I told my son, you know, Michael. When we were little, we have this program called D.A.R.E., right? And it was D.A.R.E. to Stay Off Drugs, for those of you that are too young to know this. But the rest of us know, because like Nancy Reagan, right? She introduced this program, and it was in the schools, and it was like, D.A.R.E. to Say No. And they would show you these videos, and they would tell you about people, you know, jumping out of vans and saying, you know, hey, kids, you want to buy some crack? And And they'd come at you, and you're like, oh, my God. And so, like, we, like, lived in, like, this thing where we were always ready for, like, people to jump out of corners and like hey, you want some drugs you know no no and I remember telling my son this story and I was like no, say no to drugs say no dare to say no because that's what you're supposed to do you're your mom and shit and he was like where did you grow up what kind of world did you live in where you thought people were going to jump out of a van and offer you crack I was like don't ask They were preparing us, okay? Well, needless to say, I never had to use it because, you know, we didn't roll like that, right? Until Mexico. And that moment, it kicked in, right? And about the fourth or fifth time that I got offered the cocaine, the marijuana, and the molly, I looked at the man. And I remembered all my training, guys. And I said... And that was it. That was very. I think that Nancy Reagan would have been proud. I think my second grade teacher would have been proud. I dared to say no. I did. I totally dared. I dared it. Now, never mind that I drank so much liquor. I'm still smelling it from my pores a week later. They didn't say anything about that. They didn't say not to drink daiquiris and... Shit, they just said don't use crack because crack is whack. But I dared to say no, guys. I think I need a collective applause here. (sighs) Anyway, so Mexico's cool. Now I'm back here in the States and I'm back to the fresh hell that is my normal life. And uh, just trying to maneuver through this uh, fun stuff, you know. Um, As far as anything else... Uh, I don't even know. I mean, there's like all kinds of different topics and things. I don't even know how this blog thing is going to work. Um, I don't even know how long this little blurb is going to be. Um, I know that it's been a very interesting week. Um, I, uh, you know, I'll tell you, you know, what's really interesting, right? And, and you run into women are amazing, I think women are just so awesome. You know, we have such a good bond and things like that. Like, for example, last night I was completely just devastated and and tore up about something. And I, all I did was pick up a a phone and I called my girlfriend. I said, I need you to come over. Bet. I'm there. Hangs up the phone. Grabs her kids. She shows up over here. Don't ask. She has a bag full of liquor. She's got Prosecco. She's got juice. She's got some whiskey. She's got her Peloton shoes. She's got a change of clothes. I don't know what else because she's just said, you know what? I don't know what kind of help she needs, but I'm ready. That's a fucking friend. When I told her what I was dealing with, we called my other friend on the phone. She was like, get over here. My son, of course, was a little worried. He's like, what we're not doing is Avengers Assemble. I said, don't you worry about that. And then we get in the car and we play the most amazing F U playlist because that's what we do. We sing these songs out to the universe where we're like, you know, and it's a whole Lizzo moment, right? And I said to her, I said, God, I love, I love being a girl. I love being a woman. I said, I don't think guys do this. I don't think if a guy's go through a breakup or they find out some horrible stuff that their little boys come over and they get to hang out and, and, and they're singing songs where they're like, you know, you a hoe. And I felt better by the end of the night. And so I bring this up because I think I'm a big proponent of lifting other women up and doing girl code and, and things like that. I will not, if I can help it ever, ever, ever put down a woman or betray her. Um, And I don't understand people who do that. I don't. Especially when the person in question is a man who has done something awful to the two people. And rather than going, you know, I don't don't understand those women who are like, you know, oh, and they do something petty to the other woman. And you're like, dude, we're both dealing with the same shit. He's garbage. What are you doing here? I'm not going to fight for raggedy shit. Like, it's not going to happen. And I feel bad for people like that. You know, because you kind of put your self-esteem there and, and, and you don't realize that these mother, they ain't shit. They ain't shit. But the bond between women and the friendship that people have is amazing. You know, it's something that I wouldn't trade for any dude in the world, you know. So... I know it's kind of scatterbrained. Obviously, you might be able to read between the lines there. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, long story short, when you're dealing with shitty relationships and the endings, your girls will lift you up. And that is so sacred, so sacred to me. So you got to work on your self-esteem and love yourself enough to know that, one, it's not the other girl. Two... You got to love yourself enough to walk away. And three, it's not even worth another minute of your time. Matter of fact, me even mentioning it here is giving it too much attention and time because I am unbothered. Literally try to live my my, my life in a state of unbothered because what you're not going to do is steal my peace. What you're not going to do is rob me of my joy because whatever you do out there, it didn't affect me. I'm still in here making moves. I'm still in here trying to be the best version of myself. This year, I had lost about 73 pounds, um, which has been really, really hard. Uh, backstory, about a couple of years ago, I did have lap band surgery and I had initially lost 100 pounds. Uh, the lap band went wrong and it eroded into my stomach and I had to have it taken out because it was literally killing me. And then, of course, I gained all that weight back, like, in a matter of months. And, you know, dealing with depression and PCOS and all that fun stuff, um, I finally, when the world shut down, got into a state of mind where I was going to take care of myself because I got scared. I was like, you know, we've got corona running around. I don't want to die. I don't want to die because uh, and and add another comorbidity to it, you know. So I started working out and I used the Peloton program, the digital app to, to jumpstart, you know, my workouts and realized very quickly that it was more of a mental thing that they were helping with, as opposed to just being physical. And I really liked it and everything. And I lost a lot of weight and, and, and my self-esteem went up and I, you know, I went to see my endocrinologist and we got my hormones and check. And so, you know, I was able to do that and I started to work on my insides And I started to kind of grow. I'm going to be 42 in September, you know, and, um, my son's going to be 18, um, next year, you know, and then I'm kind of legally done though. He's, you know, we're Puerto Rican and so he's going to be with me forever. But, um, you know, this is really about me trying to figure out what I'm going to do next you know what adventures am i really going to go on am i going to start dating am i going to you know travel am i going to you know i get to kind of design and be a whole new person i'm going to be 42 and what i tell people is that my entire life i've belonged to someone you know and and it's like you know you're a child and you belong to your parents and then as soon as i moved out at the age of 21, I came to Atlanta, you know, and I was alone for a little bit and then I had a beautiful bonus baby, you know, Michael, and then I was his mom, you know, and I was his mom the entire time and I have enjoyed it. It has been the most amazing, beautiful surprise ride ever and I would not trade it for anything. Anything. Because honestly, coolest human on earth. Um, but I don't know. I don't know myself. I don't know if pizza is really my favorite food or if it's just because that's what we eat all the time because I'm too tired to cook. I don't know if, um, you know, the things that I like are because of the circumstances that I'm in or if it's generally what I like, you know, because you kind of just kind of fall into survival mode. I know definitely the job that I'm in isn't something that I enjoy. Um, I did that to provide for my son and it has done amazing things. I'm not even going to deny that it has allowed me to buy a home by myself with my son. It has allowed me, you know, all these opportunities to travel and do things and and meet people. So I'm not going to knock that, but at 42, that's young enough for me to start a brand new life. I know that my son is going to be taken care of. I know he's fine. I know I've raised him and I'm kind of excited And one thing that I didn't do was that I didn't date um, after I left his father, um, which was not a very good situation. It was, um, I left his father and I said, you know, I'm just going to focus on being his mom and and that uh, because I know me and I can't do a lot of things at 100%. So I said, you know, this kid needs, he needs a good mom. I'm just going to do that and we're going to figure out how it goes. So dating was on the back burner, you know, and I volunteered for everything. I did PTA. I've been, you know, in the band volunteer. I've, I've you needed it. And I'm there. I baked cookies and empanadas and, and, <laughs> you know, showed up for field trips and, and, and all that. And I did it with so much force and love and passion and, um, you know, worked two jobs so that he could have all the sports and have all the band things and do the things and not miss out on the stuff that he wanted to do because of my life choices because of me being a single mom I didn't want him to go without and so there are many nights where I didn't sleep and I and did that and, and like I said I'll do it all over again but I didn't date And, um, I wanted to focus on him and I didn't want to bring anyone around my son. I was very protect. I am very protective about who I allow around him and in his space. I didn't want him to get hurt, obviously. And, um, I figured, you know what, I'll be 43 when he graduates from school, he can protect himself then I'll be young enough to start over. I'm okay. Um, there was a situation ship with a very close friend of mine that, uh, lasted several, several years up until last night. Um, but other than that, no dating. And, um, so I get to try that, you know, I get, I get to see, and that's going to be cool. I mean, it's kind of weird right now because the guys that I do meet <laughs> either one don't have children and want them. And I am not about that life. Like not about that life. I am like two years, one year, two year, whatever. I am so close to the land of milk and fucking honey. I can smell it. I don't want to smell diapers. I don't even want to babysit. I don't want to hang around babies. Real talk. No, I'm done. I'm d- I didn't sleep for eight years. Eight years I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. I can't do that again. I see friends of mine and God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Oh my God. Bless your hearts. They are having babies at this age in their 40s and I'm like oh fuck no I pop my birth control like candy like I'm in there brushing my teeth I'm like I will run across the freaking room even if I'm not having that I'm drinking that birth control I mean I don't know immaculate conception might happen I don't know I've got the worst luck taking that birth control because what I'm not having is a baby at 41 not today satan Not today. And then you meet the other guys who are divorced and they got little kids. I ain't about that life either. And I know that sounds kind of weird, you know, because women are like, oh my God, you know, men should like, I want men to accept me and my kids. That's cool. You don't have to accept me either. I don't want to be around little kids. I'm done. I'm done, guys. I've been doing this since I was like, I got pregnant at 24 and I'm done. I'm ready to travel. I am happy to sleep in. Um, I'm happy to learn things and do stuff and I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to be selfish. Of course my baby comes first. He is literally my precious baby lamb and, and, and I will stop the entire earth for him. Do not get that wrong, but I'm excited. I've even planned and I hope I can do it. I want to, when he graduates, fly to Spain. And they have this walk called El Camino de Santiago. And it is 500 miles. And it's a pilgrimage. And you walk from one end of Spain all the way to the end. And it's a spiritual pilgrimage. And I want to do it because, for me, it would be like a bookend to the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And that would be parenting by myself. Walking 500 miles is nothing. And that's how I want to end it. And that will be the last step I take. And then I'll no longer be a single mom. I just get to be a mom, you know, until I get to be, you know, a honey, a granny. But, you know, it's, it's, it's scary. It's very scary. Um because I have gotten so used to having a sense of peace right now that I don't know if I want to give that up. You know, I like living by myself. It's, it's lovely. You know, um, I know where things are. I don't have to, you know, know, I, I do whatever I want. No one tells me what to do, you know? So I've gotten quite spoiled. I treat myself like that is my mantra. Like treat yourself. I treat myself so much. My friends are like, is it really treating yourself if you do it every day? And I'm like, hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah. You know, because you got to spoil yourself, right? Anyway, so I think that's about it. I think I've rambled enough. Um, If anyone has any ideas or you want to come on and you want to talk or you think that we should talk about some other things, I'm going to come up with some other stuff. I don't know. I don't even know how this is going to look. Um, I think I'm supposed to say something like like or subscribe or leave a comment or whatever once I figure out how to do these things. Um, but if you made it this far, thank you. Um, I really appreciate you watching. Um, I hope it made sense. I hope um, I didn't come off too nuts. And I hope you'll stick around and kind of just join me as I kind of figure out who I'm going to be. And what I'm going to do in the next couple years, you know, as he grows up and he leaves the nest. I'll see you guys later. Bye.